You're listening to Feel Good Astrology with Louisa Tanner-Munson. To request a personal reading with Louisa, go to www.feelgoodastrology.com. Hi, it's Louisa Tanner-Munson, and this is a continuation of the subject of outer planets and how they may affect our world consciousness and also our personal experience up close and dirty. So in the previous section, I gave a, a little bit of um, a little bit of a taster as to what the outer planets do and how they affect generations. And I've also said, and sown the seeds, that Chiron, which is known as a minor planet and is also known as a as a comet too so it's actually got two classifications which is a bit weird in astrology but Chiron is changing positions it's moving from the sign of Pisces into the sign of Aries on the uh, 17th of April this year 2018 and with it is coming a change Uh, you know there's going to be a change of consciousness and the idea of introducing Chiron now is just to give you a heads up as to what Chiron rules and a little bit about Chiron's history and how Chiron can show up in our charts to give you a little bit of a heads up as to what might be the effect of this move um, in April. I will then do a different recording and and give you a bit more information. So this is like the preamble to Chiron just to give you a bit of um, a heads up as to why it's so important. Now if you speak to um, astrologers They'll often be um, split into two different categories, those that use Chiron and asteroids and the outer planets and Kuiper belt objects and all sorts of different things. And then there'll be really traditional astrologers that don't use anything. They just use the planets of the solar system. I'm one of the Chiron lovers. (laughs) I've been using Chiron for about 10 years because it just works. It shows up. For instance, it's prominent in the charts of world events. It's prominent in the charts of currency trading and market changes. So when there's often a big swing with the markets, Chiron is often implicated in the run up to it. When it comes to relationships, a lot of people ask me to look at relationships and look for the longevity of relationships. And obviously you can't guarantee that as an astrologer, but I really like to look at the aspects between Chiron and Saturn and Venus and Juno Um, and Neptune as well in particular in somebody's chart matching it to their lover's chart and often where you've got lots of links with Chiron it shows a natural responsibility for each other a natural kind of karma it it just shows a natural life-changing event in coming together so again it's it's really important in partnerships in in weddings etc so I think it's vital because it, it ensures a connection between our unconscious world and our personal world, it kind of synthesizes the two. But I guess I really want to just talk about what Chiron is. So I've already mentioned that it's categorized as both a comet and a minor planet. Now, technically, Chiron is really, really small. It's about 180 kilometers in diameter, I think. So it's pretty tiny. And it lives in between the orbits of Saturn and Uranus. So Saturn's not really an outer planet, but it's not really an inner planet. It's one of those planets that bridges the two. It's like one of the bridges, bridging planets. And Saturn is on a 29 and a half year orbit. So it takes quite a long time. And a lot of Saturn aspects occur every seven years. 
So at 7, 14, 21, 20, between 28, 29, um, people tend to have strong psychological things happening to them as Saturn moves around. Saturn is to do with rules, regulations, structures in our life and responsibility. Okay, so Chiron sometimes crosses Saturn's orbit and gets a little bit closer to us than it is, you know, and other times it's slightly up the other side of Saturn. It also lives in between the orbit of Saturn and Uranus. Now, Uranus is the planet to do with freedom and independence, and it's an outer planet. So Uranus represents the unconscious motivations of generations, of societies, of groups. Uranus is, is really um, non-structural. It doesn't have a strong um, hierarchy. You know, it's a flat you know, it's a, a flat structure Uranus has got, you know, so for instance, it doesn't have a ruler as such, you know, a Uranian kind of utopian society would be flat. It, everybody would own the process. So Uranus is about finding freedom and equality and it's explosive, it's surprising, it has twists and turns and it can also represent really massive strokes of luck. It's, it's, a, it's a real mover and a shaker of a planet and it represents a sky, it's like a sky god. You know, and if you think about the air moving around, you know, and how stormy it can get and how changeable it is. You know, Uranus also reminds me a little bit of earthquakes, although that's got a little bit to do with Neptune as well. But they're movers and shakers. So Chiron bridges these two. It's in between Saturn's responsibility and structure and in between Uranus's need for freedom and almost exile from the structure. And so it, it, it kind of it moves in between the two, kind of asking us how we can bridge these two in our life and how we can find independence and also freedom from the matrix without expelling ourselves from the matrix. So it's it's. It's kind of an interesting one. Um, Chiron's known as a centaur because um, in Greek mythology, Chiron is half man, half horse. And so again, it's, it's representing two polar opposites like man versus animal, structure versus freedom. Um, it's very much science versus intuition. And so Chiron brings both of them together and asks us to be able to bring reason to it and try and understand it and even not understand it but just accept that this is the way it is that there are these opposites and there are midpoints and in those places comes uh, a space of transformation and magic often when Chiron shows up in our chart say um, Chiron's moving around and makes an aspect to one of our personal planets or um, one of our angles it represents um, the arrival of a mentor or it might um, signify that we are coming to a new belief system or being introduced to new ways of thinking. So it's very much like a, a, a passageway. It's like going through a wormhole into a new reality. It's like having a mentor, a guide, a teacher, an elder that opens the mind and expands our consciousness. It allows part of our unconscious mind and the unconscious minds of a generation, of a society, of a world, of a universe, it allows all of that information to filter through to our personal consciousness. So you can see Chiron is, is pretty big. <laughs> now, astrologers and astronomers um, will look at the exact time that um, these bodies have been noticed. And actually, Chiron was picked up in old footage um, from 
like old pictures and, and graphics and stuff for many, 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 many years before it was officially discovered in 1977. And so it, it's very much a, a message that often things are in our unconscious. They're there, but we don't notice them until something all of a sudden, you know, puts it right in front of our face, you know, in that moment of now. And it's very much the case that Chiron was about, we could have discovered it before, but it wasn't until 1977 when all of a sudden it came up. And at the time that it came up, there were lots of new discoveries to do with DNA and life and death issues. The first test tube baby was born um, around the same time as the discovery chart of um, Chiron. Also, there were interesting new precedents set to do with um, terminal life situations and the idea that people could end their life should they wish to do that. So it's quite um, groundbreaking stuff. So Chiron is known as the wounded healer. And in Greek mythology, the story of Chiron is interesting because like the fact that he's half man, half horse, he's also a demigod. So he's not actually a god and he's not actually human. He's in between. And he's a healer. He was cast out um, by his own family and raised by Apollo, who was a beautiful healer and um, medicine man and musician, etc. And so Chiron has got a lot of those characteristics, shows how we can heal ourselves. And along the way, Chiron was wounded by accidentally by Hercules, who had a poisoned arrow and um, it accidentally hit Chiron in the ankle, causing him terminal agony he was a demigod so he was immortal and so he had to live with the pain of um, this poison and he could heal others because he had the gift of healing that he'd learned from Apollo but he couldn't heal himself so it's very much like the idea of physician heal yourself where Chiron comes up in our charts it represents that part of pain that we can't quite let go of and yet we can guide other people through it, but we can't quite access it ourselves, which is, is, is quite troubling. And for people who are really good with the tarot, you might recognise the, the wounded healer analogy. Um, in my tarot deck, I think of it as the, the king of cups, the man who can love but and encourage others to love and fall in love, but can't quite dip his toe into the water of emotion. So it's very much about wanting to do something and free yourself of something, but being structured in. Again, he's living in between Saturn and Uranus. So there's lots of different archetypes to do with balance um, and transformation. In the end with Chiron, what happened is his pain got too much and he just kind of had to accept that that's the way it was. You know, he was a demigod. Um, he was immortal. He was going to have to live with the pain. And then along the way, his compassion was um, raised for Prometheus, who had been imprisoned for giving mankind the gift of fire and being able to work with iron and metalwork and, and whatnot. So the gods had punished Prometheus and tied him to a huge mountain where a vulture would eat his liver out every day, <laughs> which is a pretty gruesome, horrible um, punishment to receive. But Prometheus, uh, you know, wasn't immortal, um, but was just put into that position of having his liver eaten every day and, and for him to be living that groundhog day. And so... Chiron, with his compassion and thinking, well, my pain's not going anywhere and, and accepting his pain, um, offered his immortality to free Prometheus, so swap places with him. And the moment he lost his immortality, he was able to die and, and let go of his life. So there are some really, really strong links to healing, but also to death, to um, resurrection, to regeneration, 
to acceptance. Chiron is a huge and um, interesting planet. Just trying to think if there's anything else that's worth mentioning. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is something that's quite unusual. Because Chiron moves in between the orbits of Uranus and Saturn, at some points when Chiron is going through the whole zodiac, say from Pis- uh, sorry, Aries all the way through to Pisces, around the, the zodiac wheel, at some points of Chiron's orbit, Chiron is further away from the sun. And so Chiron will take approximately eight years to go through the signs of Pisces and Aries. But by the time Chiron's orbit has gone through past Saturn and, and crossed over Saturn's orbit, um, Chiron's time spent in the signs of Virgo and Libra can be anything from a year and a half to two years. So Chiron has different lengths of times in each of the signs. And so that also creates a different dynamic when it comes to the consciousness of humanity. So the last time Chiron went through Aries, for instance, and Aries, you know, it's always about eight years, you go through this really sort of long collective generational learning that's going on to do with Chiron, so healing and self-healing and transformation and knowledge and sharing, but done in an Aries way, which is very me first. So it often comes up with almost like a selfish need to increase our confidence and increase our consciousness and um, to delve into the self. Whereas when going through the sign of Libra, it's zipping through and its generational effect on the consciousness is obviously minuscule because it goes through really, really fast. But what it means is it has to do all the Chiron Libra type business in a year and a half. So change happens very, very, very quickly. So social change happens when it goes through the sign of Libra, for instance, you've got the subject of healing, healing what you can't heal. And it's to do with everybody else. And so it's a time when um, we're thinking about equality and increasing equality. So freedom movements often come up at that time to level the playing fields. And, and, and it's quite a violent and surprising movement because the length of time that Chiron is in that sign. So that's an interesting thing that you don't get with the traditional planets of the Zodiac. So again, it makes it really interesting. Chiron also, just an extra little bit of information, it takes Chiron about 50, 51 years to go through the whole zodiac. What this means is around the time of 50, 51, everybody (laughs) um, on the planet will go through their Chiron return when Chiron gets back to the exact place it was in when you were born. And leading up to it, people get this sensation of ticking off bits of old business and finishing things off and clearing the path a little bit so often a lot of the lessons that we've been learning but have failed to learn will come up for a a sort of relook you know so anything to do with healing we often have um, healing dilemmas happening at that time um, in our own health um, things that we have to let go of and so it's a it's a real process of refinement the more work somebody does leading up to their 50th 51st birthday the easier the chiron transit will happen but if you don't do that healing what happens when Chiron goes past the place that it was at at the time of your birth is Chiron will go through all of those aspects that it made with your personal planets through your early childhood and it will do it in the same order Um, and a lot of the issues and traumas that you had as a child will come up 
for re-evaluation from um, a 50-year-older perspective. So it gives you the opportunity to absolutely finally let go of those childhood hurts. So I think from that perspective, psychologically, Chiron is the key to unlocking your life and to letting go and finding freedom. So it's, it's important. So hopefully <laughs> I've sort of imparted on you why the change of Chiron from Pisces into Aries next month in a- in April, or this month even, April 2018, is quite a significant challenge for us. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that in the next podcast. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Feel Good Astrology with Louisa Tanner-Munson. And this recording has been made possible by all you lovely supporters at Patreon. To request a personal reading with Louisa, go to www.feelgoodastrology.com.